Knock, knock. Who's there? Broken pencil. <laughs> Broken pencil who? Oh, never mind. It's pointless. Oh, jeez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always... It's Gator. And we are getting ready to open up the first My Monthly Cigars box of the new year. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Indeed. I think we'll find out what's in the box. Ermigard. It has the Bovida seal of freshness. And while some people may have already found out what's in the box by peeking ahead to spoilers on Instagram, Jeff and I have not. Oh, no. So. Fresh cigars. Yes, so we have the nifty little bag. Oh, there are show notes in here, too. Yeah, we'll say we got the... Oh, oh my gosh. And look what everyone got. We... Oh, you opened the envelope. I went for the chocolate. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, my God, there are chocolates. Yes, there's chocolates. And there's me. There's two little Ghirardelli squares and in me there. And me on... Oh, my God, it's the sea salt dark chocolate oh, caramel. I and chocolate... Uh, just caramel... Oh. And Jeff is on a diet. I am. I blew it all to hell today, so. Oh, so. Yeah, so I might as well. Perfect day for you to get some chocolate. You know what, though? I'm down uh, six pounds as of today. Well, good for you. Yep. Although I had lunch today. I've been juicing. Juicing. Big fan of the juice. So we do have some nifty My Monthly Cigar And I don't mean, by the way, I don't mean, uh, you know, steroids when I say the juice. Right. Yeah. Juicer. It's not my gin and juice. It's, uh-huh. li- it's actually, you know, like carrot and celery juice. You're a total juicer. I I'm a juicer. Know. Juicer. Juicer. Anyway. Wait, did you see this? Did you see what's in there? The I, cigar pulpit sticker. I know, right? But there's, there's a also a fancy My Monthly Cigar sticker as well. Oh, wait. Did I get one of those? There's all sorts of fun stickers. Oh, it's, there's it's round. swag, baby. Oh, yeah. It's round. Oh, that's going on the humidor. I like that. Oh, it's a fancy little sticker nice. there. Nice. I'm... More excited about these Ghirardelli okay. chocolates than I probably should be. <laughs> let's let's uh, open the seal of freshness. When you give a fat guy a chocolate. So, all right. So we have we've opened the sack. <laughs> 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 you know, everything we say just has a little tinge of dirty to it. <laughs> I don't know why. And I have the got him a child card. Oh, and there, look at that. This is one of the things that I like about my monthly cigars is they include a little travel size Bovita pack. Yeah, it keeps the cigars nice and those fresh. Those come in handy because I keep that in my travel pack in my car. Indeed. Yep. And so those are, those are a nice bonus. And sometimes I've used them when I've sent cigars to people. Yep. So Repurposing, I like that. Precisely. I mean, you know, it's Ooh, the same concept. There are some good looking sticks in here. So yeah, so let's, uh, let's go over what is in here. So Jeff, I will... Uh, as always, you've got the sticks. I've got the little information card. Why don't you go ahead and start us off? Tell me which one we're going to announce first. Okay, there is a short little guy here. It's a box press, which I love, but it's a little Robusto. Dude, it's a Monty. That is the Monty by Monte Cristo and A.J. Fernandez. It is a Robusto 4.2 by 54 with an Ecuador Habano wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and a filler made up of tobacco from the Dominican and Nicaragua. That is a good-looking stick, and I love the bands. Well, there you go. Wow. Okay, next up. Oh, uh, ooh, there's an Alec Bradley. That would be the Alec Bradley Tempest Nicaragua. It is a quadrum size, which... The hell is that? In parentheses, it says Robusto, so it's a 5.5 by 55. 
with a Nicaraguan uh, wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan filler. So it's a Puro. Camacho, baby. It would be the Camacho Corojo. It's a Toro, 6x50, with Corojo wrapper and binder and a Honduran filler. And I love the scorpion on the uh, band. Well, Very nice. It's the Camacho thing. I like it. And last but not least, and I'm having trouble reading this it one. It is the Pioneer Valley Maduro. It is a torpedo, 6.2 by 52, with a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and a Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. And that has a nice little uh, cedar spill that's wrapping it there. That's awesome. All of these cigars this month range between medium to full. Um, and mm, three of the four have received at least a 90 rating from cigar aficionado but most of the two of them have multiple 90 ratings nice cigar aficionado you know what i know what i want to smoke first okay i I have no particular preference so that monty is calling my name okay we're gonna go with the monty we're going with the monty folks monty by monte cristo and aj fernandez let me see if i can find that specific cigar here of course, it would be the fourth one that I pull out of the bag. Of course, and why wouldn't it why be? Why wouldn't it be? Because, you know, whatever. So, this is the one time of the month that we... Uh, Did you say it's your time of the month? No. <laughs> no, I said it's the one time of the month that oh, I don't... I should pay more attention. Take the cellophane off first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Nick is manstrating. <laughs> should really wait for an episode where I'm just tearing into you, <laughs> you know, for that. That's pre-manstrating. Oh, my God. So oh, anyway. Lordy. So yes. Boy, there's an... <laughs> that amused me. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. I'm glad. Um, you know, normally, I would uh, probably leave the band on for a little while first. Yeah, but you can't um, on this. This one, it's going to be hard to this, do that. The band is larger than the cigar. That this has a oh my god, that smells lot good. Lots of. Did you smell that? This has a lot of band on it. Man, that smells good. What's it smell like? Cigar. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I but knew it smells it. like a good cigar. I knew it. I'm, I'm excited. Like, it smells like cigar. You know, I don't do a lot of Monte Cristos. That's why when it came out of the pack, I'm like, ooh, I want that. Yeah. I'm like a child. I had to get the good stuff first. I haven't done a lot of Monte Cristos. Although well, I'm not going to lie. My first these cigar are all good-looking sticks. My first cigar was a Monte Cristo, though. That's true. I was with you when you bought it. Indeed. At the Monte Cristo Lounge in Las Vegas. That's right. Which you'll be uh, back there in, what, a week? No. Two um, weeks? Well, this episode will come out on the 10th. And I fly out the 28th, so a little over two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Okay. So. 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 Oh, my. Yeah, so no, I'm going to have to take this band off because yeah. this band is large and in charge on this thing. And even though Jeff already just did it, jumping the gun as I always. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick just smacked himself in the face with his cutter. Well, it's now time to... Uh, <laughs> did you break a tooth, by the way? No, okay. I did not. <laughs> I did hit myself in the nose, though. <laughs> it is now time to cut the cigar. Oh, as I whack myself in the face with my exo cutter. 
little cap just came off there. Very Perfectly. nice. Perfectly. Very nice. I'm going to follow your lead and cut. I know you're not the biggest fan of the box press. I like them. I'm not, but, you know, it's what it is. Yeah, you'll, you'll get over it. I'll tell you what, though. If you go... Boy, and you, cut nice. If you go and you listen to um, this, the past week's episode of the Cigar Authority, so the one that came out um, on the uh, the the fourth, okay, the episode that came out on the fourth. If you listen to that in the beginning, they talk about round versus uh, box pressed. Okay, Mr. Jonathan said that he thought it was stupid to even have the debate that you know a cigar is a cigar is no big deal. I would tend to agree with him, actually. But Ed Sullivan was on my side. <sighs> of course he was. Saying that he was all in for the round, and he doesn't like the box press. So, you know what? I'm not the only one, Jeff. Okay. It's a thing. It's a legit thing. You know what? It's just... I, I like it because you can set it down. It doesn't roll. Well, you know... I'm going to do a cold draw. You do one? I did do one, but I'll do another. What'd you get? There's a little hint of sweetness. I got that. To it. Yep, I actually did get that. Mm-hmm. A little hint of sweetness to it. So, give this guy a light. Almost like a creamy, almost cinnamony. Mm, what's cinnamon? Mm-hmm. Well, well you're wrong. And, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm wrong. You're fucking wrong. You know what? You know what? It's almost an amaretto. Yeah, I could maybe see that on the cold draw. It's almost an amaretto on the cold draw. It that is. is really intense. Not there after you light it, though. You going to give that guy a light? Yeah, but it, this, yeah, you're it's just, an amaretto. That's really what it is, not cinnamon. My bad. Oh, no, I actually really was enjoying the cold draw. <laughs> as messed up as that is. You were just really enjoying the cold draw. I was just enjoying the cigar. It's good construction. It's a little guy, which is good, because we're not going to be recording super long today. Mm-hmm. So this kind of works because heaven forbid jeff actually a lot of time <sighs> gotta work <laughs> it sucks but i gotta work <sighs> anyway boy that looks pretty light up if i had a third hand i'd take a picture of this so what are you getting on the cigar off the bat let me do a let me do a retro hail it i'm still getting that creamy like i'm getting the the Kind of, you're calling it amaretto, that kind of sweetness, yeah. you know, and everything. It, it hit me as cinnamon at first, but the longer I went on it, it, I could tell it was more of an amaretto taste. I'm getting some sort of a little bite in the back of the throat. Not getting that at all. That might be the cancer. Ah. <laughs> that's where it's going to metastasize. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and there go all the listeners. All um, of them. No, I... No, I'm getting like a little tickle in the back of the throat, and I don't, like a little... You just might just have the flu. No, I've just gotten over a cold like a couple of weeks ago. This is not another cold. This is this is a reaction to the cigar. I don't know if I'm getting like a spice that's kind of hitting me in the back. I, I get it a hair on the retrohale, but not, not just straight yeah. smoking. Hmm. Boy, it's a good stick. Good stick. You know, it is a good stick, and Monte Cristo is one of those brands that, I'll tell you... It seems like it's popular to kind of dog on them a little bit. I don't get it. I mean... I like the cigar. Matt, I, I will say, like I said, my first cigar was a Monte Cristo. I've never had a problem with a um, Monte Cristo. Way back in the day. Actually, pre-you. pre, pre you, um, Wait, wait, wait. My buddy you had Car- a life before me? I did. My buddy Carl and I went down to uh, 
uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach, and we we bought little Monte Cristos in tubes. Ah. And then proceeded to get just way too intoxicated and uh, um, <coughs> defiled. I didn't realize you'd ever had a cigar before you met me. Defiled my father's uh, recently. You defiled de- your father? Wait, what? His recently detailed Jeep. Oh, no. Yeah, that's why you don't get drunk. And, uh, yeah. Oh, was, no. That was highly unfortunate. I regret that to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few of those hanging I out there, I woke up too. the next morning, and Carl's like, dude, you threw up in your dad's Jeep. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, you did. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Wait, you let it marinate all night? Well, they no, they cleaned it. <clears throat> oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Because that, that had been a thing. That's where this... I mean, it was highly unfortunate, man. It was... Did it leave any lasting damage? I hope not. Any stains? I hope not. I don't think so. You know. But I, uh, yeah, that's that's one of life's great regrets. <laughs> yeah, I have a few of those. Every once in a while, I kind of start thinking about them. I'm like, oh, I was horrible. I did something yeah, really bad. That was really bad. Yeah. So that's what I associate with Monte Cristo. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, but no, but that's no. not the cigar's fault. That's no, probably no. all the that's rum the, you had. That's the, well, you know what it was? It was those two female prison guards from Wisconsin that were feeding Carl and I drinks. That's what really set oh, it Oh, you can't hang with them. No, they were. we were at the bar, and they were talking to us, and they were buying us drinks, and next thing you know. That sounds like a story that needs to be told on the cast. I just told it to you. <laughs> No, I'm, it sounds like there's more to that story. No, there really isn't. That's the part that... Oh, I mean, that's the sad part. Nothing happened, yeah. and, you know, all I did was just get drunk and throw up my dad's Jeep. So, Fair enough. And Carl can verify this. Fair enough. Yeah. We never did tell our Carbondale story. And we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hashtag so, triggered. Um, but then, yeah, and then going back to what you were talking about... You know, the next uh, the next time I actually had a cigar was when you and I went to the Monte Cristo Lounge in Las Vegas in Caesar's Palace. Yep. And um, and you know the really depressing part of it is we didn't smoke a cigar nope, in Vegas. We didn't smoke them. We actually <coughs> no, we brought them back from Vegas and um, sat out and smoked them smoked them here back home, and that's when the monkey climbed onto my back and sufficiently just attached itself and yeah here we are now reviewing cigars and who knew doing a twice weekly podcast who about them. <laughs> knew <laughs> so anyway. um i have something i want to talk about mm-hmm. and we can either save it for because i know you have your segment with jen today so we can yep. save it for we can it do it before it or we can save it till after it is friday whiskey so you know I, I did talk with jen a little earlier but uh I don't know. I mean, is this going to be like a... It's a, pretty in-depth. It's an in-depth thing? Yeah. Do you want to save it for after the interview with Jen, and then we'll circle back? We can. We, we can. Let's do that. We can. And then we'll finish strong. I, I mean, I don't know if we ever finish strong. Well, we'll finish... I mean, I finished strong. I mean, we'll... F- well... <laughs> <laughs> look at you, bigot. <laughs> Way to go, Haas. Let them know you're there. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time like the last time. I swear to God. <laughs> this will be the episode that gets me the explicit tag. So Wait, what are we talking about? Lord only knows. I know. I know. I say we dive in. I know what I'm talking let's about. Talk, let's talk about some liquor. <laughs> All right. Well, then, yeah, we'll go ahead and get into the uh, Friday Whiskey segment with Curious Jen.
Well, it's time again for our regular segment, Friday Whiskey with Curious Jen. How are you, Jen? Hey there, Nick. I'm great. How are you? Mm, I'm living the dream. So You are living the dream. I am. I'm out here. I see you've got, you're in the bar. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm in a different, behind you. different location today. And uh, mm. I've got the uh, cigar in the in the in the bar area here, and I've got my my curious gen glass. With uh, yeah, I see yeah. that. I had to buy two shots <laughs> to pour into it. That's okay. Did you? Yeah. What did you get? Maker's Mark. I went oh, back to the Maker's Mark from last time. Well, that's what you told I'm me to drinking. do. <laughs> okay. So. You can. I'm having Weller. Weller. I'm not familiar Weller, with Weller, you will be because that's what I sent you. Uh, oh, is that what you sent? Jen sent me this <laughs> delightful Christmas gift of some maple syrup. So I, I don't know if we've actually said it on the show. I know I did an apology post on Facebook, but... You know, Jeff and I were giving Jen crap about not sending us any maple syrup. And literally the day that episode came out is the day that the package from Jen arrived with a bottle of maple syrup. But then also, but then also she sent a little bottle of um, barbecue sauce that I wasn't. Can people see the air quotes that you're doing? Yeah, the quote unquote barbecue (laughs) sauce. And I wasn't sure exactly what that was, but now I now I know that it is Weller. So it's Weller Special Reserve. Okay, and tell us about yeah, Weller so, then. Well, it's uh, the same uh, distillery that makes um, Buffalo Trace. Mm. All right then, very fun. Pretty much all I'm going to tell you. I don't know it's okay. It's not really great, but there are different levels of Weller, and so this one's probably. This is the only one you can get in Canada. Okay. But it's probably not the it's not the best of the Wellers. Okay. Okay. It's still good. Like I I easily would buy this bottle. Okay. Well, you have. Yeah. Several you, times. You have it. So. <laughs> I do. I have it several times. All right. <laughs> <sighs> so, what's on your mind today? Well, I want to first talk about the glass, the Jen Karen glass, of course. Yes. And I wanted to give a little shout out to the person who bought the glass number 300. Ah, oh, fun. Yes. On December 16th, 2019, uh, the Instagram account at jhegwild99. Oh, yeah. we've he uh, mm-hmm. uh, He's the one who recommended the Buffalo Trace, correct? Yes, and remember I slaughtered his name? Yeah. Did you reach out and ask how to pronounce it? I did. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I know. Yeah, I did. And I had to really spell it out carefully on my paper that I would say it properly. So I hope I did. Yeah. It was Instagram account jhegwayo99. Yeah. So thank you, Jay. That's awesome. For doing that. Yeah. So that felt pretty great that it happened before the new year. Yeah. Well, we kept telling everybody that they would make a great Christmas gift. And now I think they would make a very appropriate glass for um, St. Patrick's Day coming up in March. 
Yeah, you bet. Get your Irish on. I was going to say, all that Irish whiskey needs to be drank out of a Jen Karen glass. So everybody needs to be reaching out to Jen to see about getting their hands on one so they can be uh, drinking the whiskey in style. That's right. So. So cheers to that. Yes, cheers to that. And you can get that and maybe you'll be lucky number 400. That's right. <laughs> wow, that went down smooth, didn't it? Yeah, that little, little <laughs> itty bitty baby sip there. Woo. So, yeah. How come you don't have ice in there? It melted already. Oh, <laughs> it's been... already diluted and you're still. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I'm weak. <laughs> you're not weak. I'm weak. You can have it the way you like it. <laughs> Okay, so I did have a topic for today. All right. I like topics. Yeah, and it was brought to you by an Instagram account because I like talking for what people want to talk about. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, brought to you by... Now, I'm probably going to be slaughtering everybody's name unless you tell me exactly (laughs) how to say it. Uh, Craddock Dennis. Okay. Oh, I know Craddock Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he lives right here in Alberta. We're practically neighbors. All right. We're not. We're probably like five hours away. I was going to say, Canada's <laughs> a big place, but... It is. So he wanted to talk about the rules for making bourbon. Okay. I think that's appropriate, considering we've talked about different other sets of rules between what you know what makes a Canadian whiskey Canadian and you know the Bottled and Bond Act. So we'll keep this going. Right. So, yeah. So the most important rule for bourbon... It must be made in the United States. Okay. So nobody else is making bourbon. That's right. Then nobody else, they could be making a product like bourbon, but they can't be making something and calling it bourbon. USA. USA. Yeah, just how (laughs) scotch, scotch must be produced in Scotland. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So bourbon has to be made in the United States. Another rule is it has to have a minimum of 51% corn. Okay. What so all, as long as and, and this is my ignorance. So if it's minimum 51% corn, mm-hmm. what all goes into bourbon? Well, it could be whatever the mash bill. So the, the mash bill is essentially like the recipe. Yeah. So like, in a like, bourbon. So like, your, your average one. What would, what, I, because like I hear, you know. It's everywhere. Maker's Mark, I think, has somewhere up to 70% corn. Okay. So they would have just different grains. Like they can have some rye in there, barley, wheat, but as long as they have 51% corn. Okay. So it also must be aged in a new charred oak barrel. Okay. So So you can't reuse the barrel and call the second batch bourbon. That's right. Can you reuse the barrel and like, and at that point it's just whiskey? Yes. Okay. So, or it could be, uh, Scotch uses a lot of bourbon barrels. Oh, okay. So, but for bourbon, it has to be new oak barrel. Okay. Well, I know the big trend in cigars has been uh, um, getting bourbon barrels and um, the cigar manufacturers will store the tobacco in them so that they soak up that, that bourbon yeah. smell and flavor. I know uh, Perdomo is really big into that. Yeah, so they use that. That's why there's such an abundance of uh, bourbon barrels. Well, yeah, because if That's you're only getting... That's why people are like making things, yeah. One batch out of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
But, you know, Canadian whiskey will use bourbon barrels. Scotch uses bourbon barrels. Like, they make bourbon barrels into products, right? Like coasters and, yeah. you know, whatever. Flights. Interesting. Um, it must be bottled at no less than 80 proof or 40% ABV. Okay. That's for all whiskey, really. Whiskey is whiskey at 40%. Oh, so if it's weaker than 40%. It's not whiskey, and I have a big beef with that. Well, like, do they still call a, it whiskey, though? or is Well, it... some places do. So, for example, I was at a liquor store here. Yeah. And they would have their flavored whiskeys. That's what a whiskey is when it's not 40%. It's uh-huh. a flavored whiskey. Okay. And they would have those in the whiskey section. And I was like, this... And they had a flavored whiskey section. I was like, why is this not in the flavored whiskey? Yeah. Unless it's 40%. Yeah. It shouldn't it be. It doesn't belong on the whiskey shelves. Get that crap out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go up and yell uh, at them and sell them, set them straight? Actually, it was where I used to work. <laughs> That's even And more. I did change... A lot of where they had their stuff. Okay. Because I kept complaining about it. Why is this here? This isn't whiskey. <laughs> and so eventually all the flavored, most of them, I, I was there the other day and I saw they still had a couple flavored whiskeys in there. But yeah, it's different. It's not the same product. It's a, you know. Yeah, yeah. Flavored. There's rules for this stuff, damn it. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Can we just follow some rules? Just some. Otherwise, it's just anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want whiskey anarchy. Oh, bunch of savages and running around. And pissed off gens who are like, what's this flavored whiskey doing in here? I, I, I mean, I've heard stories. I don't want to piss off Jen. Right? Yeah. Okay, so the last, well, I guess more easy rule to talk about is that nothing but water can be added. Wait. Meaning you can't be putting, you know, coloring in there. You can't be putting, you know, other stuff in there. So for an example, like when you, let's say you have Crown Royal Apple. Yeah. That I can tell you is probably sitting at 35%. Okay. And I know at the liquor store, it's in the whiskey aisle. It's not really, it's, you know. I'm okay. I get what you mean. I was just confused because I was thinking back to our conversation about the, uh, what did you call it? The mash bill? Right. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. If it's only so much corn and in, you can't add anything but water, but I guess it's whatever grains and stuff. Like an additive. Re- I see. Okay. So like a, okay. Okay. So you can add water to, you know, obviously to make it proof liquid it down, yeah. and proof it down, but you can't right. add, in this case, you're talking about like apple flavoring because at right. that point that. Or no even makes like. It. Um, caramel coloring. A lot of like oh. some scotches will use a little bit of coloring to make it like food, look darker, like food dye kind of thing. Or I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's a pretty. Uh, people are pretty upset about it when it's used in scotch. Oh, huh. All right then. Caramel coloring. I don't know a lot about it because it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I don't know if there's caramel coloring in it. Well. Yeah. I'd live with it. Okay. I wouldn't say no, but don't give me any goddamn apple in there. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing I think is interesting about bourbon is that there's no age requirement. Oh, I think you mentioned this before. So meaning Mm -hmm. like, um, so like some of these things, they have to be aged for three years or 
five right. years Canadian or so. Canadian whiskey is three years. Three years. But but you said bourbon, like literally the next day. It just... Yes. Okay. You could put it in and you could age it for one day and label it bourbon. But you would, if it's aged less than four years, I mm-hmm. thought it was three years, but I looked and it's four years. It has to have an age statement on the bottle. Saying that it's younger than four years. Saying what it is, yeah. So, oh, okay. And if you, like, let's say you're a distillery and you've used, like, from different batches. Yeah. Um, it has to be the youngest batch that you're talking about. Okay. Huh. That so way let's pe- say that way you people sneak know. a one-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So if you have, so for example, my weller doesn't say any age statement on there, so I know it's at least four years. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I know... Um, that's another thing with cigars is there's a lot of aging that goes into cigar making. I mean, you you have tobacco that is aged. In fact, going back to what we were talking about, Perdomo makes one. It's a Perdomo um, barrel a or bar- bourbon barrel aged cigar, and that cigar is um, actually aged for um, twelve years. Oh wow! Yeah. So I mean, so that that tobacco sitting around for twelve years, just soaking it up and 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 aging and everything like that and you get a lot of different flavors and and the 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 tobacco leaves you know they react different and in everything you don't want young tobacco um it's usually a lot more bitter and gross but but yeah so no so I, i once again a similarity i would be very interested to know what bourbon barrels they use well, you know what? Um, when I'm out in Vegas, I will ask the folks over at the Perdomo booth if they would tell me what bourbon barrels they use. I yeah, don't know if they really will or not, but I figure it's worth a shot to at least ask. Yeah, I would be very interested to know. They're good cigars, so I mean, you know, for what it's worth, they're 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 good. Cigars. I bet they are. So, and they have a nice nice aroma. It has that kind of tobacco, but you know, bourbony kind of. It's it's a good smoke. Are they pricey? Um, like how much do they run? Nah, they're like ten bucks at most. That seems so. That seems pricey to me. Yeah. The, well, the average cigar that that I like to smoke is between eight and twelve dollars. Jeff tends to go a little on the lower side. There's a sub. I'll say this. There's a significant difference between a. Um, a five and a ten dollar cigar, you know, it's it. You can definitely tell that there's uh, a difference, and that you know, a, a five dollar cigar or a ten dollar cigar is twice as good as a five dollar cigar. You get more than a ten dollar cigar, like let's say you jump from ten to twenty or ten or twenty to thirty. You know, it's diminishing returns at that point. It, I mean, they better be doing some really super awesome stuff with it, and it's just, I don't know. I get just as much enjoyment out of a $10 stick as I do something higher end. So That's very interesting because I feel that same way about whiskey. Like buying the super expensive bottles and everything? Yes. Yeah. Super expensive does not mean it's going to be a better whiskey. No. Honestly, for me, like, well, you know, I really like Eagle Rare. Yeah. And so the 10-year bottle is, you know, relatively easy to find here in Canada. Okay. And... But the Eagle Rare 17 year is really basically hard to find anywhere. And it's really expensive. So I went to a restaurant here to get a, because I wanted to try it and they had it. Uh huh. And I'll tell you, I will go for the Eagle Rare 10 over the Eagle Rare 17 any day of the week. 
for and I paid about just on a, twenty bucks. Just on a price point, you know, no, standpoint. I thought honestly, I like my whiskey feisty. Okay. And I felt the seventeen years just mellowed it out too much for me. Aged cigars are the same way. When you have a cigar that's properly aged, you know, it'll have um, it'll have uh, some spice to you know, depending upon what cigar it is, the flavor notes and everything. But if you find one that's designed to have like a spice and maybe a little bit of a punch to it if you take that same cigar and you age it let's say i put it in a humidor for 10 years and i go back to it and try it those flavors are going to be more muddled and more subtle and and more chilled out than if i would have smoked it 10 years earlier when i bought it exactly like that's kind of how i feel about basically most whiskey like i don't need it to be aged and really mellow i like it I like all the flavors, the punchiness, like you're saying. I yeah. like it feisty and hot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we heard it here first, folks. Jen <laughs> likes it feisty and hot. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, How is your cigar? It's good. Is it feisty and hot? Um, no, this is uh, my first one of the day. So I, I chose to go with a CLE Connecticut because it's... Um, it's very, it's mild, it's mellow. It's got, the further back you get into it, like when you get near the end, it gets a little bit of a punch. But by and large, for the most part, it's a really good kind of start your day cigar, I think. So. Okay, so you like to go feistier as the day goes on. Yeah, I don't, I don't start, well, I don't start feisty and 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 strong <laughs> with my cigars because. because hey, people, uh, you heard it here first. Nick, Nick doesn't start feisty and strong. I like to work up to that. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, no, it's one of those things that I like to start kind of mild and mellow and then kind of work my way up to it because I find that if I start with a really strong cigar first in the day and then let's say later on I do something that's maybe not quite as strong as that first cigar, I don't have, I don't get the flavor notes and I don't get, it doesn't taste the same. Um, mm-hmm. if I go backwards with it. But if I build up to it, it's kind of a ramp up. And then are you kind of disappointed if you had a feisty one to start with and then it's not feisty after that? It's kind of like, eh. Yeah, because later on, I mean, obviously I'm wanting to smoke this other cigar and I and I have flavor notes that maybe I'm expecting to get or or something like that. And then when I don't get them because, you know, I've blown my palate out of the water with the first <laughs> cigar, then it's just kind of like, well, hell, I just... Screwed that all up. Yeah. So. Well, that would be the same as if we were trying, like if we were doing a whiskey tasting. Okay. We would start at a lower proof. And work your way up. Yes. You wouldn't start at the like, hey, smack you in the face with this like 60%. Yeah. You start off at 40. So yeah. So same concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can still get to the feistiness. You don't have to rush to that. (laughs) I like it. I like it feisty and hot all the time. It's a marathon, not a sprint, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I would always drink higher proof. Okay. Just going strong at it, just right from the start and all the way through. But I don't... Yeah. But I don't... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway. (laughs) I don't usually start drinking whiskey in the morning, though, so... Well, I wouldn't... No. (laughs) I mean... No. Day drinking is one thing. Morning drinking is kind of another thing altogether, you know. So. That's right. How's your maker's mark there? Uh. 
That was the tiniest sip I've ever seen. It was a very tiny sip. (laughs) I just needed something to kind of wet the throat. (laughs) What is Uh, the maker's mark again? Do you remember? Was it 43? No, I don't remember. I thought it was. Wasn't it the same as the Eagle Rare? Wasn't it the same as the Eagle Rare? Maybe it was 45. I don't really have. I I don't don't have the maker's mark cask strength. Okay. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. But I, I feel like it was at least comparable to the Eagle Rare. I don't know if it was like... Because the Eagle Rare you was didn't 40... Have the, you didn't have the Eagle Rare. You had the Buffalo Trace. Or I'm sorry. Yes, the Buffalo Trace. You know what I meant. But um, the Buffalo Trace... Because I wouldn't um, send you the Eagle Rare. Well, I wouldn't. I Yeah. Well, that's kind of that... I would. I would. I'm just kidding. That's kind of that thing. It's like, you know, how much do you... I don't know. It, it's, it's like a really expensive cigar. I wouldn't tell you to go out and buy a really expensive cigar either because you're not going to appreciate it. As your one of your Eagle first Rare cigars, isn't really but expensive. oh, okay. I thought it was no, higher end like, and more expensive. No, I would never choose um, a bourbon to be one of my favorite bourbons if it wasn't readily available for me, and if it was too, if it was really expensive. Okay, well, okay. See, there's a misconception on my end. I thought that Eagle Rare was a higher end version, and thus more expensive. Okay, it is a higher end. It is made by the same distillery. So Buffalo Trace makes Blanton's, Weller, Eagle Rare, Buffalo Trace, Pappy Van Winkle. Okay. You know, they make several different ones. So, yes, Eagle Rare is 10 years, and it would definitely be more expensive than the Buffalo Trace. But I wouldn't call it like a high-end bourbon. Okay. So what is a bottle average? Well... In Canada. I was going to say, we have to take into account that you're purchasing in Canada where everything's expensive. It is 70 bucks here. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. You know, one of these days, I'm going to have you price a cigar for me up there just so that I can kind of know, like, what the difference is. I think that would be interesting. You know, I might give you, like, I might ask you, like, what is what is this specific you know and you just ask somebody or whatever but like find out like what well i'll go to a cigar shop yeah there's and one just, close by and then just ask them you know hey do you have this what does it run you can come with me hell no it's like you know stupid no, cold we'll up skype. there no we'll skype oh okay that'll work and yeah. i'll bring you there i can stay in my nice toasty warm yeah. environment down here it is actually really cold here today yeah it's mm-hmm. January in Canada. I would only, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm surprised you don't have penguins running around on your front lawn right now. Although they're more, says I don't. They're more South Pole, I guess. You have to worry about says I don't. probably more like polar bears and moose. Well, we do have the occasional polar bear that <laughs> strolls through town. <laughs> and then he's like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> How'd I end up here? <laughs> uh, we do actually have uh the occasional moose i saw a video online the other day of two moose fighting in a neighborhood and it was really intense it was crazy oh someone has their dog here at the bar yeah it should be noted <laughs> my dog is quiet and not barking <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> people will be like oh we heard maggie on the cigar pulpit today no no you did not <laughs> <laughs> We could have just told him it was. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Maggie's being well behaved. <laughs> Maybe I don't know where she is. I was gonna moment. say, for all you know, she's, she's doing. tearing up your <laughs> bedroom and pooping in your bed or something. But 
Oh my God! That <laughs> happened. She get kicked outside in the minus thirty. <laughs> but then the moose and the polar bears will get her. I have a fenced backyard. I think a polar bear can take care of a fence. She only has to worry about the naked barbecue guy. Oh, okay. I guess she also has the the worry of uh, flying furniture. Yes. Because you have that couch back there that tends to like to fly around. From what I've gathered. Oh my god, it was so windy that week. <laughs> and then I tarped it, right? Because I want to keep it safe from the snow. Yeah. And the bloody god. tarp kind of acted as a parachute. And freaking. <laughs> okay, one year I had this tarped gazebo. Okay. And it was raining and it was windy as fuck out there. Yeah. And. It started flying away, and it was bringing the gazebo posts with oh, no. it, like going off if it could like break somebody's window. Yeah, oh, yeah. So there I was out there trying to. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure it must be a YouTube video somewhere because if any neighbor saw it, I'm sure they were just laughing their ass off because I looked ridiculous and I was drenched <laughs> and trying to keep my giant gazebo from flying away. Well, I'm gonna have to search YouTube now. I need to yeah. see if this is out there. Yeah, it, awesome. it might be there. Uh, yeah, so that's actually why I have a metal gazebo now. So that it won't fly away. Yeah. But yet you still have furniture that's going everywhere. Well, all the furniture is put away. Like I have couches or I yeah. have uh, chairs and tables. Yeah. Except for that couch won't fit anywhere. Uh, so I thought it was safe to just tarp it. But... Can you bolt it down? Well, it's a patio, like a cement brick patio. You can put screws into the concrete, though. Yeah, the gazebo is actually screwed into the patio. Yeah. But the last gazebo was screwed into the patio, too. Man, what the hell kind of wind do you guys have up there that's taking a bolted-in gazebo out? I know, and I'm just, like, (laughs) small. It's amazing. I didn't fly over the fence. (laughs) (laughs) And then the polar bears got you. Yeah. Uh. Actually, you know what is what animal is a concern out here? What's that? It's actually owls. I can believe that. Everybody thinks they're so great, but like owls can kill somebody. Well, not they don't usually go for people. Like I'm not that small. No, but Maggie would be a definite concern. But they were actually in my neighborhood. There was issues with great horned owls, and you know how huge those are. Yeah, they're big birds. Yes. But they can go and after people, though. Like, I, my uncle, he uh, was telling me about, uh, he, he's a hunter, and so there's there's uh, there was a hunter that had, he had some sort of hat on, and I guess the, howl, the owl must have thought it was an animal, and so the <laughs> owl went for the hat and ended up scalping the guy. Holy shit! With the b- talons and stuff. I mean, it, it took him out. So, no, owls are no joke. No, they're not. They actually were terrorizing little dogs are in this neighborhood. Wow. Like s- scooping them up and carrying them away. I had a great horned owl out back of my house uh, this summer. I would sit out on the deck and smoke my cigars at night, you know, and um, it'd be real quiet and dark and everything. And man, he would just start going and it was stupid loud. I mean, just so loud. And I, di- I knew it was an owl, but I didn't know what kind. And I ended up going on to... Uh, to YouTube and try and listening to a bunch of different owl videos to, to see if I could try and match the, the hooting sound. So 
based upon my untrained ear, I would have said it was a great <laughs> horned owl. But technically, I never saw it, so I can't say. Did you start doing mating calls? Did you look up those? No, <laughs> I didn't want it coming and scalping <laughs> me. I had the I had that story about my uncle or my uncle with the the hunter. It was in my head. And I was just like, oh god, it's gonna come and get me. I have had. There is some critter that lives in the tree line back behind my house that has run past at night while I've been out there smoking. And I don't know if that's like a like a bobcat or or a um, coyote or something, but something goes running past, and um, that scared the hell out of me a couple of different times too. No, yeah, it was way bigger than a raccoon, and it was definitely more. I don't think it was a bob. I'm thinking it was probably a coyote because it was it was dog kind of dog like. It was dog like. So was it like a big dog? Yeah, it looked like a big dog. Because coyotes are big. Yeah, I'm thinking it might have been a coyote. Maybe there's actually we don't really have coyotes are interesting. We have a lot of coyotes around. We don't really have like the wolves. They're more coyotes. I don't wolves don't really. I don't think are really city dwellers. We no. have coyotes around here too. Those suckers can jump eight foot fences. Mm-hmm. And you gotta like watch I've your little seen. animals with those too. Yeah, not me because I only have naked barbecue guy on the other side of the fence. Well, so. he's gonna yeah, he'll go for him, but you know. Yeah, to go through him and and coyotes don't even want to go over there. <laughs> They're like shit. He's out there again oh, in the mud. No. <laughs> oh, new barbecue man. There's so many fences to jump. Why would you choose his? <laughs> I don't know. Depends on if you're into that, I guess. So <laughs> that's true. That's a very good point. Uh awesome are you me no i am not into <laughs> naked barbecue man or Guy. yeah whatever i'm not pleasing man oh well, wait a minute no i'm just kidding i am i was I gonna can. say i'm like wait a minute here <laughs> no he is <laughs> oh gosh well, well, that fun. Was awkward. <laughs> oh. well jen where can we find you on social media you can find me on instagram at curious jen C-U-R-I-0-U-S-J-E-N-N. Or on my fun little project at Jen Karen, which is J-E-N-N-C-A-I-R-N. She nailed it this time. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so. It's really hard to nail it, too, because you're staring at me with those freaking beady eyes, just like smiling. <laughs> just waiting. Waiting, for, me to make waiting for the fail. So. <sighs> Well, Jen, this has been another entertaining and enlightening Friday Whiskey segment. Oh, well, I'm glad to be here, enlightening <laughs> you. It was a very feisty and spicy segment. <laughs> feisty and hot. <laughs> feisty and hot. So, <laughs> there we go. I like it feisty and hot, and you like it, what did you say? You don't like it feisty and I like strong to start, in the morning. I like to start mild <laughs> and work my way up to the feisty and hot. Again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> some of us have really good stamina i mean <laughs> oh my god <sighs> well there you Anyways. go <laughs> well jen thank you so much and we'll talk to you next time Alrighty. cheers cheers
So I agree with you, Nick. You got to work up to it. <laughs> God, you got to build to a crescendo. Got to build up to it. Anyway, <laughs> I like how that's the takeaway from that segment for you. I, I was impressed. Anyway, it's been quite the uh, episode thus far. Yeah. Oh yeah. my. So I have something I want to talk about. Oh God. Okay. Space Force. Oh my God. Hey, we have a brand new branch of the military. We do. Space Force! Space Force! Yeah? yeah. So what about Space Force? Well, I'm really curious to see what their new camouflage is going to be for Space Force. Well, if they're smart, it's going to be like a star field. Well, exactly. But, okay, so here's the problem. Are you going to put, like, the big dipper on every uniform? Is it going to be a random star pattern? I think it should be random. You could put Orion, you know, down by the crotch. Well, yeah. That's it's Orion's, awkward. Orion's belt. Awkward. Awkward. I'm just saying. Now, here's the other thing. Are we going to get into issues with copyright since people have purchased stars? <laughs> God, no. Because let's be real, that's the biggest scam on earth, man. You know that it's just like the cemeteries where they're selling the plots over and wait, over. Wait, I bought my ex-wife one of those stars. What are you talking about? I bought my ex-girlfriend one of those stars, too, but it doesn't mean that I don't expect it to be named after eight other women at the same time. It, dude, it's in the National Star Registry. What the hell is that? I don't even know if it exists. I didn't actually buy sure one, but I can't believe I got you to confess that you did. God damn you. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, it's the perfect gift <clears throat> for the stupid man. You did actually buy one of these, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's awesome. Which, like, can you take us out and like point to it and show us which one it is? No! Maybe take a picture of it you know, for the no. socials? You don't even know which star you bought. No, it was 19 years ago did that I bought this pick? stupid thing. Did, did you get like pictures of like? No, like, it was I gave a them swipe money. Left swipe. No, swipe right thing. No, I gave them money. Ooh, that's a good looking star. And they oh, sent yeah. me a certificate and a like of authenticity. A star map or whatever, oh, and like awesome. with a little arrow next to it oh, and all my that. God. I mean, like, yeah, it's the cheesiest freaking thing. What ever. did that set you back? I don't. Re- Dude, I don't remember. It was like forever ago. That's phenomenal. I apologize to everybody. I've got hiccups <clears throat> all of a sudden, and I'm trying to like force them back. But <laughs> what the did that hell? help? I tried to scare you. I did actually jump, believe it or not. <laughs> but oh, it didn't they're help. still and they're still there. <laughs> oh, God. Look, take okay, take a big oh. puff off your cigar, and then a big drink of tea, and then hold it till you pass out, and they'll <laughs> go away. <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> So, for a split second, I thought he was being serious. Then he's like, hold it till you pass out. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, so, God. the reason that I wanted to reference Space Force yes. is because we were at the brink of World War Three just the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had taken out that the general from Iran with the yes. drone strike. You know yes. what I'm talking about. Salamane? Yes. I don't know. Anyway. The dead guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks. I'm I'm an American through and through. It's a bad guy, and we took him out, and I have no problem with that. So I'm sure that puts me on some kind of fatwa, but whatever. I mean, you're probably on a fatwa. I'm probably on several fatwas. So that being said, we took the guy out, and they have this big funeral. I mean, it it was all for show on the TV. And then, like, 50 people got trampled. So... Following that, the next the next thing you logically do is lob a dozen missiles at an Air Force base. I mean, that's in what Iraq. they did. I mean, that's it's the logical next step, apparently, if you're Iran. So, we got some forewarning the missiles were coming. Our early defense system kicked in. Our guys got in bunkers. Everybody's safe. Thank God. 
Now, two things happened after those missiles were launched. We were all sitting around and we're all thinking, oh my God, Trump's going to go just ape shit and flatten the country. That's, that's what I thought was coming. Was that what you thought was coming? I mean, uh, that was the next logical conclusion. I'm going to say this. It was everybody's <laughs> logical conclusion, actually. Well, I've sat and watched the news coverage since then, and everybody expected him to take us into war, and oh my God, Trump's a loose cannon, and blah, blah, blah. And the guy was actually reasoned and calm about what happened, didn't make a statement that night, waited till the next day. It's true. And now they're picking on him for waiting too long and making the family suffer because they didn't know what happened to their... I watched it on CNN today. Uh, we're, uh, we're recording on Thursday for, you know, the Friday episode. And I actually saw that on CNN today. They were talking about how horrible it was that he made these fam- families languish. Now, if he had come out that night and said, hey, everybody's safe, and God forbid somebody had been hurt or killed, then they would have been ripping into him. Oh, how dare him give them false hope, and, you know, he, he's trampled on the graves of soldiers. I mean, it's ridiculous. Why do you think I don't? I know that you... It infuriated me. I know that you get on him about the whole fake news thing. I do. I do. But why do you think I don't? Oh, no. It, CNN was, should be ashamed of themselves. Yes. And I will state that publicly here on the podcast. Anyway. That being said, two things happened well, that there's night. There's a lot being said tonight. <clears throat> yeah, a lot being said. <laughs> the bingo card is filling up on the that's what's... That, <laughs> with that being said With that spot. being said. So... Two things happened that night, and one I think you know about, and the other I've talked to you a little bit about. So everybody in the audience knows that a airliner was shot down. Ukrainian. The Ukrainian airliner was shot down with, what, 160 or so folks on board. Yes. I don't know the exact number. I apologize. I believe it. It was like 178. Okay. So a horrible tragedy. Now, initially they said, oh, it's a mechanical malfunction, but we're not going to give up the black box. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why don't they want this investigated? It's because Iran shot it down. It's because they shot it down. Yep. And there's apparently video now of a missile going up and hitting it. And, I mean, it's obvious what happened. I think they've admitted it. When you look at the wreckage, there are shrapnel holes in the wreckage from the missile exploding when it hit the uh, aircraft. So they took this plane down, had a ton of, uh, well, a ton of Iranians on it and a ton of uh, Canadians Canadians. along with uh, some folks from Great Britain. No Americans, but, uh, you know, still, it's it's a tragic loss of life that didn't need to happen. I actually saw the news today, by the way, and I'm going to digress here for a second, blaming it on Trump because he started this whole cascade, so the blood's on his hands. I saw posts on Facebook about it. I'm thinking he had zero to do with that, and you guys need to get over yourselves. Not everything the guy does is bad. You know, I don't agree with everything he does. I, You know that. We've had discussions about it. It's true. But dear God, the guy had nothing to do with that, that Iran, the Iranians shooting down that Ukrainian aircraft. Zero. Zilch. They thought it was one of our bombers coming in to retaliate. They took it down. And maybe they should have tracked it when it took off at their own airport. But they didn't. Okay. So okay. I say that to say this. Okay. Something else happened that night that no one is talking about. Okay. There were two earthquakes in Iran. That yes. night, within hours of the missile launches. Mm-hmm. And they were both centered near the main, what, what I believe and what, what has been referred to as the main nuclear facility in Iran. Mm-hmm. Nick, I'm going to go out in Crazyville here. Are you ready for this? Get, the listeners need to get their tinfoil hats and get ready for what I'm about to say. I think that we have a seismic weapon, and I think we used it once. 
and then reached out to them and said, you know that earthquake you just had? Here's another one. And we hit them again with the second earthquake. And at that point, we told them, stand down or we're going to level your entire country. Okay. Now, how in the world I ever proved that theory, I'll never know. But it just strikes me that none of the news media, no one, no one is talking about those earthquakes but me. And maybe that's just because I'm insane. I mean, that's a real strong possibility. But I truly believe that we hit Iran with a seismic weapon, and we basically told them, we just did that, and we're going to do it again to prove it to you that it was us, and we hit them again. Because there was one that was like a 4.9 earthquake, and there was one that was like a 5.5. And they were within an hour of each other, at the s- within two miles of each other at the same place. Dove or Irish Spring? Irish Spring, definitely. I was just wondering what brand of soapbox you were standing on. Oh, Irish Spring. <laughs> <clears throat> you know why? Because it keeps the deer out of my garden. I prefer lava. Oh, my God. Remember the God. old lava bar? I like, I like the pumice soap. Remember the old lava bar? Oh, absolutely. That stuff was gritty, man. Can they you even buy that anymore? Everything around. Ah, they used to sell it at the green store in Oh, my Island. God. You remember, remember the green, the green store? Yeah. It had everything. It did have everything. It was yeah. painted green. That's why everyone called it the green store. I think there was a store here in Columbia, if I'm not mistaken. I think the name was Rouse's that was along the same lines as the green store. Yeah. It had every little trinket. Just had everything. That you might have ever wanted but didn't at the time you were at the store. Exactly. Yeah. Just all sorts of stuff. Just knickknacks and randomness. Yep. Just, just a junk store. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, if you needed... That, you know, left-twisting, you know, wing nut with three wings, they had it. Speaking of wing nut, thing. Yeah. An interesting theory. I'll give I, you I'm that. telling you. I think that we, I think that we basically have exposed ourselves having a seismic weapon. Now, a friend of mine, Pete, actually, I put that theory up on my Facebook wall. Oh, God. And, I mean, you can expect, you know, you, you know what to expect from folks when I put that up. That Jeff's crazy. I don't, and you I know don't. what? Maybe. I don't don't put things on Facebook. Maybe I am. (laughs) But, so, one of the things that my friend Pete put up is my my friend Bill Huffine, who listens to the show (coughs) and comments quite a bit on our socials, actually came on and said, hey, do you really think the U.S. has that kind of weapon? And I said, yes. Pete came on and said, it's a tectonic magnetic displacement accelerator. The Russians started working on one in 1941 but didn't get it finished by the end of World War II. So apparently there is, you know, at least in theory, a possible weapon that can do that, and I think we possess it. Don't think, don't think there's aliens at Area 51. There's that kind of shit. I don't think there's anything at Area 51. I think Area 51 is a di- di- diversionary tactic. I think everything, is co- everything cool is at Area 52. But they put out Area 51 to distract all the nerds that are going to run like Naruto exactly. up okay, to it. Okay, hold on. And Back the truck In up. reality, everything cool is somewhere else. Where do you actually think Area 52 is? That's the point, Jeff. Oh, my Nobody God. knows where Area 52 is. Now, now you sound like contact. You know, when we, we built the whole machine to travel in space, you and then it got destroyed by, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It was so incredibly okay, boring. Okay, what's, what's his name? The, the actor. Um, it's the crazy guy. Um, oh, God, the blonde. And he had a motorcycle wreck. It's his son. Oh, um, Bu- Bu- yeah, Gary Busey's Gary son. Busey. Gary Busey's son destroys the, uh, the space travel machine. But guess what? They built a second one secretly in Japan. 
Well, that was that was a nice twist for the movie. Go Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> turning <laughs> Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, uh, I'm a product of the 80s. There's all sorts of innuendo flying in this episode. So, so anyway. Um, Someone sp- slipped the Spanish fly into the whiskey and the cigars today. Apparently. <laughs> so I think that's... Here's the deal. I know this kind of stuff sounds crazy. But I'm telling you right now, think about in World War II. Think about how the American public had to wrap their head around the atomic bomb. Yes. Nobody knew that we had it. We used it. And then, I mean, we basically exposed it that we had it. I think that's what we just did here. I think we have a tectonic uh, weapon that we can actually hit a tectonic plate. Think about it in this term. We're not talking about it. So, like, unlike the atomic bomb, we didn't, like, come out and say... Look, we have this. Yeah. Well, Trump alluded to we have more powerful weapons than you. Don't make us use them. And I think that was his way of alluding to that. Not not nukes, which everybody else thought he was talking about. I think that's what he was talking about. I think we have the ability to create earthquakes. Prove me wrong. I can't prove you wrong. There you go, listeners. But you can't prove, me prove wrong. yourself right either. <laughs> oh, Lord. It, there's, there's good empirical data. I'm well, just saying. I will say this. Speaking because of earthquakes on a much more serious... But hold on. Immediately. Note. And I know where you're going, and, I, and I'm with you. But if you think about it, we went from, oh my God, World War Three just started, to the next morning, hey, you know what? The Iranians are calming down. We're ramping down. We're taking the off-ramp. And everybody chilled out. When the hell does everybody chill out after you get a dozen missiles shot into your Air Force base? It's true. It's true. Well, I'm more- telling you, we... Used a seismic weapon. On a more serious note, as it relates to earthquakes, Jeff and I would like to extend our thoughts and prayers and everything for the fine folks of Puerto Rico. Amen. That are dealing with earthquakes, as well as um, the folks in Australia that are dealing with the horrible brush oh, fires. It is just that. It is insane what's is going on. heartbreaking to see between those two um, instances in the world. And it's kind of a shame that all this bullshit in Iran has to uh, get the attention because there really does need to be more attention paid to what everybody's going through in Puerto Rico and Australia. Well, and 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 I think people need to be helping. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing. You've got to find a legitimate charity that you can donate to to help out with this. Well, that's important because... Unfortunately, You've there are do your a research. lot of ones out there that are just willing to take your money. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, a penny or two from every dollar might actually make it there, or it might not. Yeah, you've got to do your research and find legitimate organizations. It's true, and so. then help them out. Puerto Rico is part of the United States. E- here's the thing: even if it weren't part of the United States, it still is. It's still a country full of people in need. Oh, absolutely. And, and they can't catch a break. No, they can't. No. I mean, it feels like it was just yesterday they were dealing with, like, the hurricane. Oh, yeah. So, no, those folks down there, they're they're suffering, and they need help. Oh, absolutely. And same with uh, the folks in Australia. I heard an interview with a lady, and, you know, her house was destroyed, and they said, where are you sleeping? And she said, right here. And they said, in this parking lot? And she said, I have nowhere else to go. Yeah. You know, that's that's the, how do I say this? That is the reality of what is happening on the ground right now in, in a territory of the United States of America, and we need to step up and help. I agree. No disagreement at all. So, uh, do we have any questions for the boys? That's a Tuesday thing. 
But if people want to submit... Oh, is that a Tuesday thing? That's a Tuesday thing. I thought we did it Friday last time. Mm, no, we did it in the Tuesday episode. Oh, well, you got to wait that You got to like wait to hear our answers, folks. just came out, like, this past Tuesday. You got to wait to hear our answers, then. But with that said... We do have questions, don't we? Well, we have questions, but I'm waiting for the Tuesday episode. But if people <laughs> would like to submit more questions, head on over to CigarPulpit.com and go to the Contact the Pulpit page. And just fill that out with your question and send it on in to us. And we'd be happy to answer your question about anything at all, cigar-related or life-related. or Nick, Nick basically has said, we'll just take all comers. We'll, we'll, we will take all questions. All questions. You just may not like the answer. Oh, no. no or you may like. really enjoy the answer. Uh, true. Depends on your perspective. But, um, you know, just ask us anything. We are, if nothing, we are very good at faking being experts valid point i may not be an expert but i can fake it i stayed at a holiday in last night <laughs> you did no you didn't go home last that's night com- Nick? We, i think we need to delve that's, into that that's the commercial <laughs> you know it's like i may not be a doctor but i stayed at a holiday in express last night well, there you go yeah. so back back to the tectonic weapon i th- we don't need it, to go back to the tectonic here's, weapon. here's how you have to look at it look at it like a tuning fork <laughs> You don't have to create the earthquake. You have to create the vibration that causes the earthquake. You folks, just have to hit the tuning fork. This and that's the same with the tectonic plate. Folks, this is Jeff's tryout tape for uh, when he wants to finally apply to be the host of Coast to Coast. Oh, I'm already filling in on the weekends. Oh, okay. George Nori <laughs> takes a day off. In comes Jeff. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, you know, Ian Punnett and whatnot. So I listen to Coast to Coast. I know these people. <laughs> Yeah, but then you got to talk to some crazy lady who's like reading tarot cards to like find out like oh, I when wanna, a duck's gonna like you know what I want to do the road I want to talk to somebody to fall over or something <laughs> I mean it's just something stupid <laughs> I want to talk to somebody about Mel's hole <laughs> I don't want to know anything about Mel's oh, hole. oh you need to look Mel's hole up <laughs> I am not gonna I, look up Mel's I go hole way back. I have no idea what Mel's hole is <laughs> I go way back on coast to coast and Mel's hole <laughs> is a it's like it's like Mecca for, you know, geeks and nerds that are all into that kind of stuff. The paranormal and whatnot. It sounds... <laughs> it's this giant hole. Mel's hole. <laughs> of course you'd be into Mel's it's hole. This, it's this giant <laughs> hole just out on this property. They never said, to my knowledge, never said where it was. And it's bottomless. It it's a hole that bottomless. goes to the core of the earth. It cannot be bottomless. Mel's hole. You got to look this up. So you're telling me that there's a mysterious hole out there that nobody knows where it is. Yeah. That goes straight to the Well, Mel knew. <laughs> well, and what happened to Mel? I think Mel took the secret with him to the <laughs> Fall grave. Fall down the hole? <laughs> he might have fallen to the hole. <laughs> That's how he got named. But that goes <laughs> that goes back to the oh, old... Shit. Uh, Mel fell oh, down the hole. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm locked out. The old Art Bell days. Oh, my God. With Coast to Coast AM. You know, and there's going to be some nerds that listen to this podcast that are all in with what I'm saying right now because they know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. And there's going to be others like you that are like, what the hell? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I want to interview somebody about Mel's Mel, hole. I wonder if they found out it was bottomless because, like, when Mel fouled down it, the fire department came and started trying to do the whole, like, you know, the baby trapped in the well kind of thing. But then, you know, that's when they determined it was bottomless. Well, it may be. No, they, they actually had, like, like a weight on a plumb line. I love down the hole. <laughs> or the well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's a Simpsons reference right there. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Oh, my 
God. So no, the, <laughs> they they put a weight on a plumb line and dropped it down too. and just kept attaching like more string to the line. When Bart got that radio stop. system and he had the like Timmy O'Toole in the well, that was and a good they just one. I mean they couldn't get to the bottom of it, and, and I forget how many. Krusty organized feet all the like celebrities of in Springfield to used. do that like celebrity telethon, and thing. they finally pulled the weight back up because they were afraid the line was going to snap. And they were going to lose it. And they sang that song. They're sending their love down the well. You realize this is the first time (laughs) that we've done our classic two conversations. (laughs) Folks, we do that all the time with waitresses. We're like, he'll be talking about one thing. I'll be talking about something else. And we're both listening to each other. But (laughs) But ignoring. But completely ignoring (laughs) the other one. And it just freaks people out. (laughs) And they're just so lost. And it's so funny. Anyway. The reactions we get sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anything else shaking? Yeah, kind of quiet. Well, we're coming back off the holidays. We're getting back into the routine. Um, I'm not getting back into the routine because I can't get started. I, I just can't. I'm going to say. Yeah, my fusion has gone cold. Well, that's that's not good. <laughs> um, no. Now, there is something... That you talked about the other day. Well, I don't know if you want to bring it up on the show or not. I don't but know. But since we're going off into the Netherlands here with our podcast. Oh, God. You brought up the whole idea that I... Is it Elon Musk that's doing it? Um, no, it's um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Okay. So this is very interesting to me, and I'd never heard of this before. It was uh, Bill Gates. Su- are you like under some sort of subpoena? Can't talk about it? Or? No. Okay. No. Are you in Bill Gates tight? No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, we're, no. we're, we're Mac guys. Yeah. Sorry, but Bill. Anyway, no, Bill Gates, he's doing this project where... This is really cool. He's um, trying to come up with a way to create um, essentially unlimited energy uh, in the United States. And what he's doing is he's working, throwing tons of money at the... Well, I- he's got it to throw. At the idea where they would create these little nuclear plants, like little micro-nuclear plants... And rather than using enriched uranium, it would use the spent uranium that's just sitting around with a half-life of a billion years. Just polluting the and world. polluting the world, yeah. you know, in these stockpiles. And so it would use the spent uranium to create electric energy and various other energy. And So, so basically mini reactors. Yes and no. It's not using enriched re- uranium. So what that means is you don't have any sort of risk of meltdown. You don't have any of the safety risks that you have with um, the uh, old school nuclear reactors because yeah. you don't have the enriched stuff. You're using the spent stuff. It's kind of like a candle, you know. It burns down and eventually it burns itself out. Well, there's still some wax. There's there. still yeah. a little bit there. So he's taking that little bit and he's, you know, getting every little bit of life out of it. And you can get a ton of energy out of the spent stuff. This apparently. is literally the greatest thing I've ever heard. And at that point, what it would do, and, and this whole conversation came up. I was talking with uh, my friend John, and he's the one who did the um, the blind taste test. Uh, he tasted the uranium? No, the cigar. Oh, thing. on the podcast. Okay. Sure. Anyway. I was so lost. Um, He was telling me about this, and he was, and it was in relation to... You don't want to eat uranium. ...the whole Iran situation, because we were talking about the price of oil and everything like that, and the thought is that if Bill Gates can pull this off and make this his legacy, that he provides, you know, the world and, you know, I mean, obviously the United States with um, unlimited energy using spent uranium, that 
um, at that point, we wouldn't need any of the oil from the Middle East. True. You know, we would be able to just roll out this giant electric infrastructure, and that would be the real rise of the electric car. Because right now, oh, the, absolutely. You know, Teslas are awesome, but the thing is, there's just the the infrastructure to go across the country in one is just not there. You have to plot out this massively sprawling course to take you to the charging stations. And so there's no way to just direct drive from yeah. one coast to the other. And um, that's the problem is that um, you need that. And But by doing this, this little mini reactor thing or mini nuclear plant thing, it'll, it'll really increase the electric infrastructure and you'll be able to see a lot more electric cars. If, I will tell fuel. you right now, if he can pull this off, I'm going to forgive him for stealing the Mac OS. I don't know if Steve Jobs will, but I don't know if Steve Jobs cares right now. I, I think he's <laughs> moved on to other things. <laughs> has yeah. he? Or has he faked it? Ooh. Now, see, he did turn up in Egypt. That's right in that photo. You remember that? No. <laughs> I was just kidding. I've gone so far off the rails. Was, this look, is no, coast to coast, okay, man. <laughs> look, look that up. Steve Jobs in... Look that up now. I want to get your reaction oh to this. Oh, Lord. Steve Jobs in Egypt. I have like very... Oh, well, all right. While I'm looking that up, what are you getting on your cigar? Oh, this is a good Let's stick, actually man. talk about cigars for a moment. This Monty, I'm very impressed with. I would buy this cigar again. This is very, very good. Um, I'm still getting the creamy. I'm getting a little bit of spice with it. Um, again, even you know from the cold draw to now, I'm still getting that almost an almost amaretto flavor is is the closest flavor note I can put to it. I really like this. Okay, Nick is Nick is pulling up the story from CNET right now. I hope they have the picture. Look at that. All right, it really does look a lot like him, folks. If you Google Steve Jobs in Egypt photo, I'm looking at an article by CNET, um, but they uh he i mean he's he looks a lot like him but are you amazed that i know all this random shit kind of <laughs> see the problem with this this right here is a perfect example of why i always believe all the stupid bullshit you feed me because <laughs> i would never do that you feed me these stupid stupid things and somehow sometimes they turn out to be true but then other times, they don't. The and funniest one was on the Lost Nick and Gator tapes. Oh, it's not Lost. I have we may, we may bust out at some at point some, as a best of. It, think of it kind of like as the unaired pilot episode. It of, was like the Captain Pike of, of the Cigar Pulpit. Yeah. Yes, it's, 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 one, it's about a half an hour long episode that I have sitting around that if at any given time you and I are just unable to make a recording work, I can always trot that one out. Oh, there's some dumb and stuff on that. It was, it's raw. I mean, it's, it's, raw. it's uh, in that, like, you know, the the format is not there. It's just you and I just talking and well, being stupid. What we could do is we could do Swearing some, a lot more. There and, was a lot of profanity. You know, and what we could I, do is I we could I, do a show about us trying to take that initial Nick and Gator tape you know, to another planet where it can exist now since it was hurt in that fire. <laughs> and it can blink once or twice and tell us what it wants to do. You're just nerding out big time this episode. Between all <laughs> there, this co- coast There are like coast six stuff. people. There are like six people right now that are just like jonesing over what Except I just said. Except for the fact that you've already referenced Captain, the, Pike. The Captain Pike in that specific Star Trek episode on another episode of the pulpit. Why would you not? I'm just saying this is twice you've referenced Captain, Captain Pike. Pike. 
I do like the cigar. I am getting some it's a like good stick, man. There's still that sweetness is still kind of there. And you know, the poor people at Monte Cristo are listening to this, thinking, you know, we'd really like to like tag this and put it out there on our social. But these guys are morons. I guarantee you. But let me tell you, there, there's going to be a board meeting about this. What to do? Definite strength to this cigar, though. Too. Oh yeah, this I, is, but this I like is a, it. This is a strong cigar. And I normally don't like a strong cigar. But I think my palate's changing a little bit the longer we do the show and, and I branch out into more sticks. I agree. Yeah. This this Monty, though, I can't say enough good stuff about. I like it. I we've dig had it. A, we've had a run of good sticks lately. We have. Yeah. That's nice. We have. I hate dogging on a stick. I know. But we've I do done feel it. Bad about we it. have done it. I don't think we've ever completely dogged on one. We just maybe just didn't have anything really nice to say. Any cigar is better than <laughs> no cigar. But exactly. some are much better and much more enjoyable than others. People have alluded to it. People have said it. I know um, Manuel Casada said it when we interviewed him at the Weston Tobacco Festival about how, you know, this is a good time for cigar smokers. It is. That there's a lot of companies that are putting out a lot of really good quality stuff. And unlike during the cigar boom of the 90s, which I don't remember. I smoked through and I know but, what he's saying. you know, there were a lot of companies that were putting out garbage and putting out really young tobacco and yep. everything like that. Because they were just jamming it just, into the market. Just doing their best to just get product out because yep. everybody was buying it up so much. Well, now you have product coming out and there's a lot of good product, but it's all quality product. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, you don't have those stinker cigars like you maybe did back in the day because yeah. now everything's so good nope so i couldn't agree more yep well how do folks reach out to us on the social networks there uh nicholas well you can reach out to us on instagram at the cigar pulpit as well as at naked gator n-e-k-k-i-d gator we're also on facebook twitter youtube and you can always reach out to us through cigarpulpit.com via the contact the pulpit page and sign up for the newsletter definitely sign up for the newsletter we will be launching that um oh gosh soon i guess that'll actually be not next have week, you started on but that the yet? week after i don't need to start I, yes and no okay i mean you have a you concept know. in mind yeah i mean okay. it's a newsletter it's, dude. Drawn, it's mean, drawn out in your head is what you're saying it's a newsletter it's gonna take me is like, the cover gonna be like you and i you know just smoking a stick well, it's not gonna be like a magazine it's an it's an email newsletter it's like you get it and you scroll oh, through it and all that okay yeah we could still do the cover we need cover art well that would require you and i taking some pictures and that would require you actually having some time to do so yeah that's a valid point uh-huh We'll work on that. I think that's something that needs to happen. It doesn't even have to be us. You know what we could do? Oh, oh Nick, I just had a thought. Oh, we God. should invite the listeners to send in their pictures with their stick that we could pick from and use for our cover art. And we could also just run them in the magazine. There is no magazine. The E-Edition. Pardon me. It's a it's newsletter. A, it's a digital age. Have you age. not received an email newsletter before? I never open them. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> An email. <laughs> so it's more like a blog. In Ish. an email form. <laughs> so you're not actually going to lay out like an e-edition. You're just going to do... No. Oh, I it's see like, what you're saying. Like, like a... Almost like an aggregator site. I mean, it's an email newsletter. <laughs> Have you never received an email newsletter before? I mean, I've see, received e-editions in an email. I thought that's what you were looking at. <laughs> I'm so lost. I, I, oh my. I should, I should probably pay more attention. <laughs> 
come into 2020, Jeff. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my so, this cigar that we're smoking, the Monty, came out of the My Monthly Cigar Box, and I think it's an appropriate time to mention the deals that they have going on through the cigar pulpit. Yep, you can sign up for My Monthly Cigars at MyMonthlyCigars.com. It's a premium cigar subscription service where you get a box of cigars sent to you in the mail every month. We recommend the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. It's and a that, Nick and Gator care package. It is indeed. And so over they the course... They should rename it that. You know, we should lobby them to do <laughs> so. Should. So over the course of the month, you will... Um, or we will smoke the four cigars within that box over the course of four episodes. And so you'll be able to smoke along with us and let us know your thoughts and opinions on the cigars and whether or not you think we're right or wrong. And if you go over to MyMonthlyCigars.com and sign up today, use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, and that will get you a free shipping on your first subscription or 20% off any of the items within the store. Because they do sell other stuff other than just the cigar. Fair enough. Well, good deal. they do have an MSRP guarantee, which means all of the cigars within the box are guaranteed to add up to more than the price of the box. And I'm just doing some quick and sloppy math here. Um, Nick likes it quick and sloppy. <laughs> this there is Spanish fly in this cigar. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> this box adds up to, give or take, again, quick and sloppy math. I'm doing... I'm. This is about a $37, $38 box. Well, and I'm and shocked at that because I would have put this bucks. Monty at a much higher price point. What's it running? This Monty is a nearly $12 stick. It's okay. It's $11.66 as the MSRP. And you know and you know me, I'm a, I'm a cheap smoker. This stick's worth every penny. It, it I is. like this cigar. It's, it's a good cigar. I do like this cigar. Well, Nick, it's been a great show. It's been a show. We've talked about a lot. It's evidently been an episode of Coast to Coast. We we covered some bases. <laughs> so I could I could maybe I could be a guest host on Dreamland. I'm not familiar with Dreamland. It's like a spin-off of Coast to Coast kind of thing. They did a spin-off show? It's I don't know if it's technically a spin-off Somebody or really it was, loud in the parking lot. Yeah, there really was. Anyway. I'm really proud of that no muffler on their truck. <laughs> so <laughs> just, Anyway. Um, but no, uh, Dreamland was like a separate show. And then they've also got the Gaia channel now. I don't know if you've seen any of that. So you need to catch up on your Coast to Coast stuff, buddy. Uh, anyway, I'm not up that late. Uh, see, I'm, I'm well, a night owl. I am. I'm just not paying attention to that. <sighs> I love Coast to Coast AM. You know, George Nori um, was here in St. Louis for many years. He does the show here quite a bit. From He splits time between St. Louis and, uh, you know, out in California. All right, then. A little plug for them. Okay. By the way, let me ask you because as we finish coast up. Coast to Coast, after all these years, totally needs us plugging them. Well, I know, but <laughs> I like to listen to it. Speaking of that, what Office episode are we going to review um, next time? Oh, wait, that's The Office ladies. I was going to say, you're getting confused with other podcasts. Yeah, I, I have trouble keeping up. I did tell him to start listening to The Office Ladies. Guys, seriously, if, if you're if you're not if, listening if to it, If you're a you fan should. of The Office, you should listen to The Office Ladies. Basically, it's Jenna Fisher and um, Angela. Um, oh, I can't think of her actual last I name. I can't think of her actual last name either. But it's Angela from The Office. They, they you know. Apparently, you know, they're best friends. Yeah, super best friends in real life. And so they're doing a podcast where they just are reviewing The Office episode by episode. We can't say a nice enough nice stuff about it. Giving a bunch it. of behind-the-scenes stuff. And Jenna Fisher, also from St. Louis. Indeed. Big Blues fan. Indeed. As she should be. 
Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So. Well, Nick, it's been a great show, buddy. And it, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> send your correspondence to us. We want to hear from you. Yes, definitely send us your questions for the Ask the Boys segment, which will be in our next episode. I'm so. looking forward. All right. I actually wanted to do it tonight, but no. 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 Well, that's because I teased you and said that there's a question that came in specifically there is, for you. and I really want to find out what and it I, is. I really want to hear your answer, but. Oh, this is going to be bad. Not tonight. Oh, we got uh, folks. You got to wait. Got to wait. So, well, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator, and we are signing off. Stay smoky, everybody.